0: You are listening to Smart Women's Dating Podcast, episode number 52. Welcome to Smart Women's Dating Podcast. I am your host, certified life coach, Lærke Nilsen, and I help smart, independent women attract the love they deeply desire without having to chase or settle. This podcast will give you the mindset tools and insights you need to finally crack the code to your love life. Are you ready? Then let's go. Hey there, it's number 52 and when I first sat down and started working on this episode I thought it was the one year podcast anniversary episode but then I couldn't make it fit that I launched in January and of course this is not one year anniversary episode because I launched with four episodes so that's why it's not before episode 56 that we are hitting one full year. Anyways, this week I've decided to dive into answering some questions from listeners and women in my community, questions that I hear on a regular basis and that I therefore believe could benefit a lot of you to get a response to. And the three questions I'm going to answer are How should I prepare for the first date? When is it okay to have sex? How do I let go after a rejection without feeling that I am not good enough? But first, an important announcement. I have a Christmas offer coming up for all of you. I've been thinking about how I can make coaching available for women who are not ready to invest in a 3-5 to month coaching package, but who are still curious and want to experience the power of coaching. And I wanted to offer you something that I know has value and where you get transformations on a much deeper level than just from listening to a podcast, but that is also an affordable package that you all would be able to sign up for. So I have decided to offer a mini package in three sessions that we will do over four weeks. I give you my personalized support in helping you crack the code to a specific problem or an area in dating that you are struggling with. And this could for instance be setting up a fun and sustainable dating strategy, learning to master the online dating part as well as getting creative with the organic dating. So this could include setting up a new profile in the dating app, learning a few tips on how to communicate efficiently to go from chat to real-life date fast and with the right persons, or making a plan for where to go and activities to do that will increase your chances of meeting someone organically. It could also be learning how to embody your feminine energy, so not only having the intellectual understanding, but living it in reality and in your specific dating life. This could be where we look at communication, both online and on the actual date, and in between the dates, Or it could be how you show up on dates, how to shift into and stay in your feminine energy. Or how to get comfortable letting a man take lead when it comes to taking initiative in the dating process. Another topic that we could take a look at could be how to cultivate self-worth and self-confidence. Learn some mind hacks and ways to practice new thoughts about you that will make you feel much better about yourself. And this in itself can be life changing, not only for your dating life, but for every area of your life. Or it could also be that you want my help in how you can start having fun in your dating life, shifting into a growth mindset and learning from dates instead of feeling that it's a waste of time when you meet someone who's not interesting for you after all. So we're going to do this over three sessions that we stretch out over four weeks. And in the first session, we'll identify the issue and get really clear on why you're not getting the results you want in dating and I help you find the root cause so you can crack the code for good. And then in the second session, we look at different solutions, different ways forward that can work for you. And then you get to practice that. You get to implement it over a period of two weeks. And then in the final session, we evaluate and on that basis, we adapt your strategy or your intentions depending on which topic you want to work on, so that you have the best possibilities to move forward. And in between the sessions, I give you customized homework, and that could be journal exercises or challenges. And if you want to, the sessions will be recorded and you can get the video or audio file to listen to afterwards. The investment for this package is 500 euro, and that is approximately 550 US dollars. And I don't have this kind of offer normally. It's not part of my normal portfolio. And to be honest, this is a ridiculously good offer in terms of the value you get. Imagine being able to completely shift your dating game, setting up a new profile that attracts a different kind of man and knowing how to communicate efficiently so you stop wasting your time on useless guys. This is already worth so much more than 500 bucks. Or imagine you would work on shifting into feminine energy, not just from what you can already find on YouTube and so on, but actually implementing it in your life. The missing link, so to speak. Those are skills for life that you can benefit from, not only in your dating life right now, but there will also be an investment in your future love life. And we all know this, nothing feels better than being able to love someone and be loved back. This is why we're all here, right? So how can you get this offer? You go to the link in the show notes that says Christmas mini package and you book a 20-minute mini consult so that we can chat and see if it's a fit. And if you're listening from a platform with no show notes, you can find this link in my Instagram bio and you can find me on Lærke the Love Coach. And I want to say there are limited spots for this program as this kind of highly customized packages require more time and energy from me and the offer is also only valid until the 24th of December. You can sign up now and then decide to do the sessions in January or in February if you want but you have to sign up before the 24th of December to secure your spot. So sign up for a call to find out if it's a good fit, and so we can discuss what you want to work on, and then I can hold the seat for you. And again, the link is in the show notes, and is also on my Instagram bio at LergeThelovecoach. the Love Coach. Okay, so let's get back to the episode. How should I prepare for a first date? It's interesting how we almost always prepare for a first date by dressing up or at least making sure we look good, makeup is on and hair looks okay and so on. But what about mentally? Do you prepare for the date besides from reminding yourself of who he is, his profession, his name and age and what you talked about in the app, if that's where you met him? Or do you also prepare mindset-wise and in what way? You can change your experience of a date so much by preparing for it. And some of the things I recommend is to ask yourself what you want to think and feel on purpose when you go to the date. Especially, how can you get yourself into the energy of possibility? Being open and curious, what are some thoughts that can help you do that? This could be something like, anything can happen. I'm going to discover a new person. I wonder what he's dreaming of and what his biggest fears are. I have no chance of predicting the outcome. I could be positively surprised. I am so curious to meet this person and see how we can connect. And if you already have a lot of expectations to the date because you think that so far it all looks very promising and this is starting to make you nervous, Then you want to ask yourself how you can avoid getting overly attached early on. What are some reminders for that? It could for instance be, It's just a step on the way. Even if it goes really well, we still need time to get to know each other. Or, If we're supposed to be together, it will unfold naturally. I don't have to push or try to impress. Or, If it doesn't go well, I'd rather know it earlier than later. Maybe some of this can remind you to be less attached to the outcome and just focus on being present in the moment. Enjoy the date and trust that the right match will find you if you continue your journey. Sometimes it can help to imagine what you think will happen on the date or what you want to happen. Write it down briefly on a piece of paper and then rip the paper to pieces. Be open to the fact that everything you just wrote could be wrong. You also want to prepare a few questions to ask him and a few things that you want to casually share about yourself, either because it's important to you that he knows it or because you want to see his reaction or response to it. Like if you want to see if he's open-minded, something a lot of women say they want from a man, you can share an unusual opinion or something you have experienced to see how he reacts. And finally, think of something that isn't about you or him, a general topic that you can discuss. So far, so good, and most of this can actually be recycled in between other first dates. You do want one of the questions to be around what he is looking for, if you didn't already ask him that. If you are looking for a serious relationship, you don't want to waste your time on someone who clearly isn't. And if he is serious too, he will appreciate that you ask because he doesn't want to waste his time either and he will be happy that you ask all these questions and raise the topic because it shows him that you take it seriously. And then if there's anything else that could be a deal breaker and you still haven't found out about him, for instance, what his professional or financial background is or what his political standpoint is, And it's not like I want to encourage you to make that a deal-breaker, but I can just mention a few real-life examples from some of my clients. One woman found out that the guy she was on a date with used to work for a political organization representing extreme right standpoints. Another found out that the guy didn't have any savings in spite of being over 60. He didn't intend to stop working anytime soon and he couldn't afford to go traveling which was what she planned to do. And yet another one found out that a guy was politically active in a party that she was not at all okay with. Those are deal breakers that you would ideally find out before meeting him, but if not, you want to get curious about it on the first date. So take 10 minutes before a date to do these preparations, and you will feel much more on top of things on the date. But the point is not to bring a long to-do list in the form of questions and topics to remember. It's more that you have gone through the reflections and if it feels natural, if it feels like the timing is right, you pop a question or you share something about yourself. And now to the question that I know a lot of you are waiting for. When is it okay to have sex? Honestly, there are no rules. You get to decide. But I want you to be really honest with yourself about your reasons for wanting to get intimate with him. You have to know your reasons and you have to like them. And you also have to understand what physical intimacy does to your judgment and how it impacts you on a hormonal or biological level. So that was the short answer. And here comes a longer one. So I see among women that ask me this question that there are two different backgrounds for asking this. The first one is that some of you, or maybe actually most of you who ask this question, feel a pressure to be intimate early on. You worry that if you don't have sex on the third date or something like that, he's not going to stay interested. He's going to find another woman who's open to that. And that may be true for some men, but not all of them for sure and especially not the man who is interested in a lifelong relationship with you. He doesn't mind waiting until the time is right, and he definitely would not want you to have sex with him because you fear he could lose interest. This is not the kind of motivation he wants you to feel. And then the other background for asking this is that some of you think it's the only way to see if you're fully compatible, to test drive him, so to speak. You might worry if you will be good in bed together, and you want to find out as early as possible. I admit, I used to think like this. I needed to know, what's it like to be intimate with him? Is he any good? And can we make it work together? And this is of course based on the premise that if it's not working or if it's not good the first couple of times, it will never be. And then you'd rather find out early so you don't get to the stage where you fall in love with him and then later discover that you are not sexually compatible. Because then all the experiences you had so far, the emotional connection you've built with him, and the intellectual and emotional compatibility, all this would be lost. And that is such a shame. But this premise that if it doesn't feel amazing and with fireworks the first couple of times, it will never be good. That is, of course, a premise that can be challenged. I guarantee you, this is not the case. You can meet someone where you don't immediately feel this physical or sexual compatibility. But then because you already like him a lot and the emotional connection is strong, you give him a chance and you are open to letting things develop and exploring how you can connect on a physical level while feeling comfortable communicating about this which you might not be on the third date already. And then, bit by bit, it can become more than just good, because you both are open to each other and you both feel emotionally connected. But why do we even want to discuss this question? It's of course because there are some downsides to being physically intimate too early. There are in particular three good reasons to wait a bit longer than the third date. Maybe something like two months. Or even more, if you can. The first one is that if you do it early on, he most likely doesn't feel a deep emotional connection with you yet. But you might be further down that road, because often women are faster at connecting emotionally with a man than they are at connecting with us. So you are not equal on that point when you do it early on. However, if you wait a bit longer, like eight weeks for instance, then he will feel differently about you. He's more invested in you after having dated you for eight weeks. You are more than just a beautiful woman with a hot body. You are a woman he really knows, appreciates, and maybe even has deep feelings for. So then you are more emotionally equal, and you let that part of the relationship mature on its own, which is important because physical intimacy can completely blur that. The second reason is what happens with our biology. Women get a rush in all the feel-good and attachment hormones, dopamine, oxytocin, and endorphins, so that right after having been physically intimate, we feel more attached to the man. We want to see him soon again. Our brain is literally swimming in hormones that give us this attachment cravings and make us wonder, when is he going to answer that text? What's going on now? I want to get close to him again. And if you have a bit of dating anxiety, you might even start worrying that he's losing interest if you don't hear from him. Maybe it wasn't that good for him. Now he got what he wanted and now he's moving on. Which doesn't have to be the case at all, because for men, the biology works the opposite way. They feel the need to withdraw a bit and almost like having eaten a good full meal. They're not hungry for a while now. So here you actually create a situation where you are not equal. You are fighting against your own biology that will set you up to feel more needy than what you want to at this point of time. And all this will blur your judgment of him. You are no longer able to evaluate the connection in the same way as you would have been if you were still only exploring the emotional attraction and connection. The third reason that I recommend you wait is that you just don't want to give him the whole package too fast. And it's not like you want to play hard to get. It's not like we want him to fight for you or chase you. But it's a simple fact that we value more what is not overly available. And in the early stages of dating, you want to be a rare exotic fruit instead of that everyday apple. You signal self-respect that you are serious about the relationship and that being physically intimate with a man means something to you. Maybe it's even sacred to you. It's not something you offer to just anyone. And we want him to feel like the special lucky guy, not just a number in the row. Of course, you don't want to be cold and weird about it. Don't be standoffish. Be sweet and flirty when you talk about it and let him know that you prefer to wait until the time is right and that you don't want to rush it with him, even if you feel very attracted to him. Like this, he will know that you're not rejecting him, that you actually see your connection as something really special, and when you express this boundary coming from self-love and self-respect, he might feel even more attracted to you. Okay, so now to the last question for today. How do I let go after a rejection without feeling bad about myself and thinking that I am not good enough? I talked a bit about this in the last episode about self-worth. If you have a tendency to make rejection mean that you are not good enough, which most of us have until we learn to see that and change the way we perceive it, I want you to think of yourself as a little piece in a puzzle. Just because you didn't fit with this one other piece that you tried to connect with, it doesn't mean you are not good enough. You are just not compatible with the other piece. And there's another place in the puzzle that will be just perfect for you and where you fit much better. I also like to compare this with the example of someone looking to buy, for instance, a bottle of wine. He goes to the wine shop. And the owner offers him to taste a fantastic red wine that is his own personal favorite. But the buyer tastes it and he says he doesn't really like it. He would prefer a white wine instead. In this case, the owner of the shop, he wouldn't start thinking that the red wine is not good enough or is not as good as he personally thought. He will just conclude that the guy doesn't want red wine. There is nothing he can do to make him like that particular red wine, and it has nothing to do with the red wine. The red wine is still fantastic. Someone rejecting you is not an invitation to you to start doubting your worth as a woman. It's just a guy who wants another wine. You are still 100% lovable. So step up and own your amazingness. Go out and show yourself to the world so the right man can find you. So this was all I had for today, and I hope you found it useful. You are always welcome to send me questions. And the easiest way to do that is to go on my Instagram account at LergetheLoveCoach and send me a DM, unless of course you are on my email list. Then you can just respond to one of my weekly newsletters. And by the way, if you are not on my list, what are you waiting for? Sign up for my free guide on feminine power, either on my website, larkethelovecoach.com or on my Instagram page Lovecoach and get the freebie because then you are also automatically on my list. And before I wish you a wonderful week, don't forget Christmas offer. Mini package. It's a no-brainer. Go book a call on the link in the show notes or on Instagram. And let's chat for 20 minutes and get you a spot in this program so you can experience the power of coaching and what it can do for you. Now, have a wonderful, amazing week and enjoy dating. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast and you want to get support from a coach on your love journey, I invite you to book a free consult call with me. You will find the link in the show notes. And also, don't forget to subscribe, and I would love it if you would rate and review this podcast, and then you also help other women find it.